or another the name is law nation with your midday sports report you're listening in to nothing but the buzz let's go the cowboys got three players in the top 25 players list under 25 we keeping it live baby we are can you guys guess the three players, by the way? Can you guess the three players? If you're looking at the thumbnail, <laughs> that would be a great guess right there, right? Inside information that rules the nation. Let's go. Yep. They say, ain't no party like a cowboy party. Let's ride. Let's go. Baby, baby. Be sure on your way in to smash the like button. Join the notification squad. I heard it give you good, 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 good luck, right? <laughs> Let's go. Good health, too. Because you know when you're healthy, you're wealthy, baby. Let's go. Come on. Where my dogs at? And let me see some blue hearts. Let me see some blue hearts in the communication line, the chat line for your mind. Let's go. Yeah. Turn me up just a little bit more. Hey. Ho. All right. Jay Carter, I see you, fam. Yeah, Woods, I see you. Rashad, let's go. All right, and uh, you guys can also check out this episode on Amazon uh, under the Fire Stick. Just type in Law Nation. You'll see my face, name, or logo there. And we're on Roku, so check out the Roku devices and uh, be sure to check us out there. We're live on multiple platforms. Uh, shout out to Twitter, Twitch. Instagram and Facebook and uh, be sure to subscribe to me on all platforms. Just don't relegate it to the YouTube worlds. Right. Um, shout out to everybody that's tuning in. And I really appreciate you guys so much. Um, this, this, this off season is long, right? A lot of speculation for the nation, a lot of highs for a lot of teams, a lot of paper champs out there. And I, I get it, right? Everybody, everybody want to be uh, undefeated this off season. Everybody want to pump up, push out their chest, right, before it get inflated. And they asking for the rain, you know. They asking for it. They asking for the rain. And, and y'all know what happened when you when you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud too. You got to deal with both sides of it. So. <laughs> That's my guy, Denzel, baby. <laughs> and, and oh, oh, by the way, he is a Cowboy fan, and he will be out there in Oxnard this year as well as his son. So you guys check out the Dallas Cowboys uh, and Oxnard. Let me know if you will be out there as well. Let me know, uh, Cowboy Nation. And here, here's the reality of it. Although the offseason is long, this is when your power rankings, your player rankings, whatever you've been drinking, you're going to put it out there and you're going to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking, right? 
So the Dallas Cowboys got three players on the top 25 list that's under 25, and we're going to go over that, and then we're going to listen to some audio of the playmaker talking to one of the guys that's on that top list. And if we have time, we'll dive into some details of who is going to win the NFC East talk, right? We, we can play around with that because they... When you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, if you guys are here, this is what I want y'all to do to that like button. <laughs> yeah, hit that like button, baby. Let, let me know if I'm doing the right thing, right? Let, let me know if I'm in the right wheelhouses of the situation. But this is what we got, the NFL news and analysis, right? Ranking the top 25 players that's under 25 entering in the 2022 NFL season. Of course, we know the names of Nick Bosa, Justin Herbert, who we picked off twice Picked off twice last year, right? <laughs> Shout out to DeMonte KZ. Hope he do a good job over there in Steelers land, right? And then, of course, Trayvon Digg, who's spit upon, mocked, ridiculed. People literally calling Trayvon Diggs the worst athlete ever, right? That's the worst first team all pro that anybody, mama, uncle, cousin, sister, Pookie and Ray Ray can talk about. What did Trayvon Diggs do to a lot of people? What did he do to them for them to smear his name? You know, <laughs> if anything else, if he played for another team, they, they will be speaking glowingly of him. <laughs> but neither here nor there. We're going to gloss over this list. Number one on this list is Nicholas Bosa. Shout out to him, right? 49er. Number two is Justin Herb. Okay, Jay. Okay. All right. Jonathan Taylor, number three. Shout out to him. I'm not going to read the excerpt. Matter of fact, this is what I'm going to do on the front end. We're going to copy this, and then I'm going to share it to all of the beautiful people that's here today. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dig Diggs is on a different treatment. You ain't lying. Oh, my gosh, man. Tristan Wirfs, right? Wirfs. Uh, he's number four. Justin Jefferson. That Justin Jefferson is number five, right? And then we got Parsons. Like you, you can see his name right there. You can see, you can see it by right there. Watch my hand. But Justin, is it predicated upon the system that he's in? Or is he just a flat-out dog? Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, let me know. Now, he's allergic to just being crazy when he play against the Cowboys, which I would take. You know, I, I, I would flat-out take Justin Jefferson disappearing when he play against the Cowboys. Oh! Is that real, law? Is that real? Oh, no! We play the Vikings again this year, don't we? Look, UK, one thing I do know for sure, when it's C.D. Lamb and Justin Jefferson, although they don't play against each other, but Lamb, even when we had 
was it Andy Dalton? Or was it uh, Cooper Rush? Whatever it may be, Lamb outshine Justin Jefferson. That's just my that that's just my analysis when they play each other, although they're on the opposite side of each other. It goes all the way back to a time that you guys can remember when Megatron was doing his thing, right? And we had our dads. And I'm not saying that dads was Megatron, but they was making that comparison, right? <laughs> yep, they even gave dads the negative name. They gave, they gave him Desertron or something they gave him. All right, here, here we go right here. I got a super chat. Wilson says Diggs is a top five corner, Parsons defensive player of the year, CD a top five wide receiver. And and just for context, let me let me pull this up so that people won't be saying, well, law you placating, you know, you know, Justin Jefferson. And let me go here. And we go here. Shout out to the to the Justin Jeffersons of the world. That's a hundred and sixty-three targets. I really want you guys to understand that is a hundred and sixty-three targets. Those wide receivers, it's closer. The number is closer from the 63 to what my guy C.D. Lamb is getting juxtaposed to the 100. I want you guys to understand that. Those are a lot of targets. It's a lot of targets. 100, 163 targets. I don't think, and I could be a thousand percent wrong, but I don't think in a career in the since the Cowboys was founded, what was it, 1960, that they ever targeted, regardless of what system you may look at, a player, one player, a hundred and sixty-three times. I don't think that there's ever a situation nor a scenario. Now, we can go all the way back to the playmaker, Jay Novacek, Alvin Harper, <laughs> Bullet Bob. You know, I don't think that ever in the history the Cowboys targeted a player, one player, 163 times as a wide receiver. Right, and I don't know, uh, even if you add an extra game, right, 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 right. My guy says 9.5 targets a game in the 17th season, yeah. I don't know if Justin played every game, but I know my guy C.D. Lamb didn't, so let me pull up his. Now, if he have 160-something targets, then then I, I, I would eat a, a raw egg live right now, right? Let me go to C.D. Lamb, and we're going to pull up him. You know, we're going to pull up him. 116. And he's missing. And he's missing. 
How many games he missed? Two games, one game, or what have you. So if C.D. Lamb get 163 targets, do you think that it will be north of that amount of touchdowns if he get that many targets? Hmm? I'm just asking, Cowboy Nation. But neither here nor there. <laughs> That's what it be like. Yeah, I feel you. Let's, let's just go back to this list, you know. All right, but shout out to him. He's number five. Parsons is number six. And uh, Jamar Chase, shout out to Jamar Chase. I, 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 that dude is amazing, man. And, and he deserved to be on this list. And, and shout out to him. Let me see what the explanations for Parsons. Parsons was simply sensational in his rookie year after much debate. Now, if Parsons, I promise you, I kid you not, if Parsons played on any other team after his rookie year, I believe he will be at least two. Nick Bosa had a hell of a year, and he's he been more established for right now. But I'm quite sure that Parsons' year trumps Justin Herbert's. I could be wrong. Parsons' year trumps Jonathan Taylor. I could be wrong. Tristan Wirfs. I, I, I think that Parsons' r- rookie year trumps those guys. But we'll we let, we let this thing play out, okay? And uh, Parsons not only played both, he thrived in 87.6 overall defensive grade and a 93 passer rating or pass rushing grade. I said passer rating, right? Pass rushing grade. When you remember he opted out of his final year at Penn State, the 2021 was his first real football in two years. So he had fresh legs, right? And we'll see how all of that if they equating like the college career, then you know it could be that. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, shout out to him, interior guy. Um, mark that down. AJ Terrell, that that is another guy. Shout out to AJ Terrell, and they are ready from 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 most sites. They are praising A.J. Terrell with the highest of the highest. Mark that down. He's number nine on this list, right? So we haven't talked about C.D. Lamp. So you mean to tell me A.J. been more or more impressive than C.D. Lamb? Hmm? And I get it, right? These are these guys' lists, right? But I want to know in, in, in the way you guys are looking at it. Like, has A.J. Terrell been more impressive? Because I call myself, I do watch not just the Cowboys, by the way. Then C.D. Lamb, do you have A.J. over Trayvon Diggs? Now, with that being said, these are the things that I do like about the young kid, A.J. Teams tend to not throw the ball his way. He's sticky, and he's right there. He can get that ball out. He got crazy foot speed. He would challenge the opposition. I think that he would not give you any cushion, and he don't play in phase. He play out of phase if you want to talk about 
in phase versus out of phase. Terrell, I, I liked him coming out of college. And when the Atlanta Falcons picked him up, I was like, okay, cool. Now we got a chance to get C.D. Lamb. But I really just didn't see that much out of the tape to put Terrell into Denzel Ward's category, Lattimore's category, right? And I get it. I get it. But if you to redraft over all over together, you mean to tell me that AJ, you would still draft AJ Terrell over Lamb? Or DK Metcalf. Come on, baby. (laughs) But this is what they said about AJ. Terrell earned the highest coverage grade and cornerback in the NFL last season, the highest amongst everyone, a 90.1. He allowed 29 catches, 200 yards. That's it. All year long, and he had the league lowest Passer rating, 47.5, rating into his coverage. His massive leap in production is just his second NFL season. At such, listen, look at the words. Because from my understanding, in college, he played only DB, right? And I think even in high school, my memory served me correct. He only played DB, but that's the story of a different day. His massive leap in production, just his second NFL season at such a difficult, look at the words, position moves him into the top 10 of the NFL list. They said his position is difficult. It's hard to do. I'm going to tell you, AJ, if you look at his film, you look at his tape, yeah, he cool, but if you think Diggs don't like to tackle, (laughs) AJ is allergic to tackling. Matter of fact, I think he led the league in missed tackles. Now, I know PFF, they're not going to go into details. They will gloss over that, and they say, hey, man, he don't allow this much in passing coverage. Nobody even tried to pass the AJ way. Because the other DBs were completely trashed, by the way, on the Atlanta's team. And can somebody please help me out? What was the final score when we played against the Atlanta Falcons, right? (laughs) Did we play them last year? Did we play them boys two years in a row? Y'all help me out. Y'all please help a brother out. Let me, just for clarity, let me put up. AJ, because he's going to have some good guarded numbers because they all in love with him. And let me see if my 43 to 3. <laughs> and let's see what we got. 56 solo tackles, three interceptions, which is good, by the way. 66 targets. Oh, 29 receptions allowed, right? All of those good guarded numbers, right? Oh, missed tackles, 11. Okay. Yards per reception, 6.9. One sack. Okay, they sent him off on the edge one time. Let me go back to his. Cause I know this joker. 
All right, so this is first year, his rookie year. Let's go. I know we got some missed tackles. 13. 13 missed tackles. 13 and 11. Dude afraid to tackle, baby. All right, so my guy David said the Falcons allowed on average 125 yards per game on the ground, 4.4 yards per carry, ranking them the 25th in the NFL. Oh. Did A.J. stop wide receivers? No. It, look, for somehow I think that the pro football focus, they be looking at a whole different thing. But that's a story of a different day. Let me keep moving. DK Metcalf, number 10. Okay, number 11 is Gary, Gray, Gary, I meant to say, Rashawn. And then you got Max Crosby, man. Uh, he's 12th on this list. I still don't see C.D. Lamb. Oh, Chase Young, he's 13. He dropped, you know. Uh, Rashawn Slater, number 14. Okay. Where's C.D.? <laughs> Brian Burns, baby, Carolina Panthers. I remember Brian Burns and... Hassan Reddick. Did we play the Carolina Panthers last year? We did. <laughs> and, and how many yards we were running over them? Look, and they had zero excuses. They had big Derrick Brown. They had they had Brian Burns. They had Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick, whatever you say that man's name. They had a loaded team, according to them. And they couldn't stop a nosebleed. But we're going to keep it moving. Creed Humphrey, 16. Oh, there we go, C.D. Lamb. Appreciate everybody. A.J. got beat many a times by uh, Michael Gallup. Yeah, but I guess that that's uh, unforeseeable information for PFL. But neither here nor there. C.D. Lamb, after two solid seasons for a combined of uh, for Lamb of 2020 and 2021, he has a chance to really break out as a superstar this upcoming year. Lamb recorded 935 yards and 1,105 yards receiving yards in each of his past two seasons. What should be more remarkable is that he caught those yards his first year, 935, his rookie year with the likes of Andy Dalton, Benjamin Dinucci. Oh, let me keep going, baby. Garrett Gibberts. Now we know who eating Gibberts grapes, you know. <laughs> 935 yards. But I promise you, Cowboy Nation, he would have been a back-to-back 1,000-yard receiver, which comes to claim for Another wide receiver, I'm not even going to mention his name, right? We're going to talk about that a little later on down the line. But now with Amari Cooper gone, Lamb will be viewed as the unquestionable wide receiver one. Well, in other systems, yes, but how the Cowboys roll out their system, then I'm looking at it as like this, Big 12. 12 personnel, you line Lamb up inside the slot. Sometimes you line them up on the outside. You get creative with it. You bring in James Washington. And that's how you should work that thing. I don't think that it should be a situation and scenario that you have a definitive number one out of Kelly Moore's system. Run the ball. Get nasty with it. Since I said it, yeah. It's Mr. Nasty time. 
and he will get open. All right? But we'll find out where Lamb is going to be. I appreciate everybody for jumping in. All right, so we got Patrick Sertain. We got T. Higgins at 19. We got... I can get Patrick Sertain being up there, right? Phenomenal. Bama. DB, shout out to him. And he went off to the Denver land or what have you. Shout out to Patrick Sertain. Shout out to T. Higgins. Shout out to my guy Winfield. I really wanted us to draft Winfield, by the way. All right, so why in the world I see Trevor Lawrence out there? Don't you know? Look, Lawrence' rookie season wasn't triumphant. Many were hoping that the number one overall pick with him tallying up 3,600 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 17 interceptions. So you mean to tell me that Trayvon Diggs nearly had the same amount of interceptions that this man had touchdowns? And I get it. Even if Trayvon Diggs is the worst DB to your eyes ever laid upon this world, right? There's no way that you can rational now. You can rational, rationalize. Yeah, that's a better way to say it. That Trevor, Trevor Law, Trevor Lawrence, should have just said Law, Trevor Law. Yeah, that sounds better, you know. It's better. No way. No way. I can see Quentin Williams if you really want to, you know, add in mean, all of the years. But there's no way, Cowboy Nation. Come on. <laughs> You could have, look, there's, you must absolutely despise Trayvon Diggs. Let me just go out to Trayvon Diggs. Cal Pitts. Did we play against, did we play Cal Pitts this past season? Couldn't even find his name on the depth chart. But somehow, still, he is placed above my guy, Trayvon Diggs. They got an axe to grind with Trayvon Diggs. Dallas Cowboys, he's the last person on this list. And let's read what they have to say about Trayvon Diggs. In 2021, no cornerback in the NFL recorded more interceptions than Diggs, right? This old philosophy that we used to do in management class. You build up the player, right? You build up your, your employee just to break him down, right? And to leave that doubtness. And say, hey, he had 11 interceptions. Next closest to Trayvon Diggs snagged eight, right? I think that was J.C. Jackson. But that's a story of a different day. But here's where they want to shank him with the butter knife, right? On the flip side, no cornerback in the NFL gave up more receiving yards than Diggs, who yielded 1,016 yards. Next closest was 862. But every other website that I looked at had digs right at 860-something yards. Not a 1,000. I get it. You may say to yourself, Diggs gave up a 1,000 yards. And on the flip side, A.J., who's way down on his list, right, where his name at number nine for your mind and only gave up 200 yards. 
200 yards flat, like that number even seems kind of weird, right? That he only gave up 200 yards. But you can't really recall a time that A.J. Terrell was a difference maker in a game that you can sit back and say, you know what? That A.J. Terrell, baby, shoo, he clutched. That A.J. Terrell, oh, my goodness, man. He's shutting people down over there. But on one end, they said, hey, it's a difficult position to learn. And excuse me, Trayvon Diggs, wide receiver, all the way going into college, right? And they said, you know what? <laughs> we got Jerry Judy. We got, we got a whole wealth of wide receivers out there. Right? Devontae Smith. We got a whole bunch of wide receivers out there. You know, Jalen Waddle. Shoot, you can just keep naming the names. The room is too full for you to play wide receiver. But we do have DB open and special teams. You still want to play for Bama? He said, yeah, roll tight. And the rest was history. But you put this kid on the bottom of this list because you got this biasness against him. Diggs, and then they go on. You know, you know when you're trying to, make the justification, the narrative, you begin to talk more about it, right? You begin to write more about it. You see, the dude got two paragraphs long. Diggs is a boom or bust player by nature in how he plays. He flirts with free on a snap-by-snap basis, baiting quarterbacks and playing in ways that sometimes make him a hero and other times make him the villain. He makes the list because of the because of those ball skills brings a ton of value. And if he can be more controlled in the coverage game while still knowing when to get aggressive and take the right chances for turnovers, he has the talent to shoot up this list. All last year, I would give I would give the Denver Broncos that when he covered Tim Patrick. I, I give the Denver Broncos that. Right? <laughs> that was a hell of a catch by Tim Patrick. Fingertips. Right? Barely and Tim Tim just destroyed Dallas. I give them that. And if you want to fight going back and forth with me on, what's his name, Kendrick Bourne, right? Whether or not that was supposed to be the safety over the top help and the safety wet the bed and Diggs played in phase and hell, he was going for the ball too. If you want to say, yeah, dog, Diggs got burnt by Mac who? Jones throwing the ball to Bourne. I give you, if, if you really want that cookie. And you notice, Diggs himself got two touchdowns. There's receivers probably on this list that don't even have two touchdowns. There's receivers. Look, I think that even Jalen Reger don't even have two touchdowns. Diggs got two touchdowns. Let that sink in. Jalen Reger probably have three, right? He was a first-round draft pick. Yeah, it's crazy. 
So that's the craziest thing of it all. No, I haven't watched JVR under Northman yet. I need to go catch that one. I need to go cop that one. Real talk. CD boom or bust. <laughs> well, we'll find out this year, right? That's what he, hey, you drafted in the first round. Uh, Theo says, Ramsey said, digs that dude. You know what? I, I, I need to see what Ramsey think about A.J. Terrell, right? <laughs> You know, and shout out Denzel Ward. You get disappeared sometimes up there in Cleveland. But we'll see what he's going to do next year, of course, you know, after he got paid his money. Shout out to you, lovey. So do you want more interceptions or 200 yards? Willie! Shoot, give me those INTs. I don't think that A.J. Terrell scored two touchdowns, right? And I don't think that A.J. Terrell, what was the, and I'm not saying, it would be too crass for me to pull up the Atlanta Falcons record, right? It would be too crass for me because this is not an individual sport. This is not. But hear me out. We don't beat the Chargers if Diggs don't catch that interception against Keenan Allen, Right? The game gets more condensed if we don't catch that pick six against the Patriots, right? Oh, excuse me. Carolina Panthers was marching down the field. If Diggs don't catch that interception, maybe it's a different outcome. I don't get where people will say, okay, with tangible evidence, because the yards are intangible. Let me go back to this right here. <clears throat> that 1,000, that 1,016 yards, they can't go down game for game and break that down. It's intangible. They don't know the coverage defense or what happened or whose responsibility it is. But the tangible evidence that will forever be in the history books will be the interception. They, they, they are not finna say, well, maybe he caught the interception, right? So the 1,016 yards is subjective. It's absolutely subjective. I can, I can stand on that. But there's no argument to 11. So that's why they had to lead off with the truth and sprinkle the lies. You can sprinkle the lies all in there to water down the truth. And to say, well, it's only luck. Well, excuse me. For anybody to say that it's just luck. Well, let me sprinkle some truth on luck. It's when preparations meets opportunity. Oh, that person won the Powerball. He hit 80 million. He was just lucky. Well, did he buy the ticket? Did he scratch it off? Hmm? There's millions of people jealous of the person who hit the, <laughs> hit the million dollar lottery ball or Powerball and say they just lucky, but they participated. You didn't. 
<clears throat> Dion had seven interceptions in the season and nobody threw his way. This is from Pete. Yep. Yep. Shout out to Dion. And it's all look, look, look. Dion is one of those guys, the untouchables, man. Uh, that's why I, I was telling Cowboy fans, don't do that now. I like Diggs, but but he ain't Dion. Now, come on now. They're like, yeah, law, he's Dion Diggs. No, 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 no. Dion is different. We're not finna go into those type of conversations. And just like the playmaker, who we finna listen to some of his audio, he's different. Playmaker, playmaker roll out of the bed. And and after he done did his I, uh, oh Lord, I'm about to say lines. But after he done, I said it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, after he done did his party time, practice, sweat, chase, skirts all night through throughout Dallas, still put up a productive game. I, I I don't think anybody can trump that. I can only imagine what the playmaker would have looked like. If he was a saint, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't talking about New Orleans. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I'm not invited to the Playmakers podcast. I'm for around, let that slip out, man. I appreciate y'all. Call it that he went to Penn State. And I want to just yell off some of this stuff, man, because as I'm going through it, I'm always amazed when I see people that have accomplished so much in short in such a short amount of time, dog. <laughs> Now and you you can help me. Out. I promise y'all. I I didn't mean to say that, man. I promise y'all. <laughs> you could not live with your own failure. I didn't mean to say that. Look, I didn't mean to say that line, man. I promise you, I didn't mean to say that, man. Playmaker top five, but not the goat. Come on, man. Come on, man. You just you just you just look for somebody somebody to fight today. I didn't mean to say that, Cowboy Nation. And charge it to my head, not my heart, man. You know, uh, let, me, let me put some, uh, some some of this up here. Let me, let me see if I can put the lipstick on a pig right quick. Y'all be sure to check out my guy. Yeah, y'all be sure to check him out. Let's play this audio. This is the playmaker and Parsons having a conversation on his podcast. And so I can share in his caring. Yeah, you guys be sure to hit that share icon on my channel, and I'm going to share this podcast with you guys. There we go. Your first team freshman All-American in 2018. You won a Buckus Fitzgerald Linebacker of the Year in 2019. First team All-Big Ten 2019. Consensus All-American 2019. Cotton Bowl Defensive MVP 2019. <laughs> Pro Football Writers. All rookie team 2021, Pro Pro Bowl 2021, first team All Pro 2021, NFL D Roy 2021, Buckus Award winner. Oh, oh, you know what? Why he's yelling out all of these accolades? You guys, please help me out. And I like AJ. Y'all know I love my DBs. And. Did, did, did he make first team all pro, by the way? Because that is an important stat and accolade. Whereas Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl is one thing, right? We, we could talk about Pro Bowl being, dare I say, a popularity contest. But that all pro, 
It's a whole different situation and scenario. I could be wrong. AJ could have made first team all pro. Can somebody inform me and let me know? Please let me know. Uh, 21. I want to go back to this. What is the Buckers Fitzgerald Linebacker of the Year 2019 award for? What is that? Uh, it was like if you're a finalist uh, to win it, it's, it's like a college one. There's a college one, and then there's an NFL and high school one. But the Buckers Fitzgerald, the Buckers Award, and, and, and the Buckers Award, you won 2021. So you can win that as an NFL player also? I thought that was a college award. Yeah, you can win it. I, I thought it was a college thing too, but they got one in the NFL, and it goes far back. Uh, to like 2012, so Luke Keekley won it twice, Navarro Bowman won it, um, and guys like that. Uh, Patrick Willis won it, uh, yeah. TJ Watt won it. So, yeah. uh, it's not too, it's not as known as much as it is in college, but it's starting to get around in the NFL. Though. Mm. And the voice you guys hear right there, because I know we're jumping all around, I just wanted to give you all the acclimates that this man has handled is. Linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys, Michael Parsons. He yeah. when, when I hit the D Roy of the year, it was a slam dunk. That should have let them known right then who it was. Michael, Michael, I was just talking to you, buddy, before we came on. Now wait, wait. You're 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 at home right now, right? In Hasburg? Yes, yeah. And you're receiving. Well, why are you at home right now? What were you receiving today? I was receiving the key to the city of Harrisburg. Okay. Dude, that dude, dude Mike, 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 Mike. You know, the draft is right. The draft is coming up, right? And that's why I wanted to talk to you. Because I want to talk about this 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 damn whirlwind you've been on. I mean, you've been on since 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 you got drafted, the way you came into Dallas and took over. And now, you know, I mean, it's just been you everywhere, you're everywhere. You know, I saw you at the L Spence fight, you were right down the way in. I mean, it's been a hell of a <laughs> thing, man. Let's go back over this, Michael. Michael, and let's start with just where those guys are right now. We're a day before the draft. Where were you last year? Talk to me. Take me through that moment for you last year, a day before the draft. Day before the draft, I was in Harrisburg getting ready to fly out, to get ready to go to Cleveland. Um, you know, the draft is a crazy time because you never know where you're going. Um, this is what you worked your whole life for, man. And – you got so much anxiety, like, man, the whole month before the draft, man, I was like, man, I'm keeping my butt in the house. I'm not going nowhere. I don't right. want nothing crazy to happen. I don't want, <laughs> man, I just want to stay safe. I don't want nothing to mess up this draft for me, man. I was like, I got to stay under the radar. So nobody saw me, man. I was like, I ain't getting into nothing. That's smart. And that's smart because you know, you know, everything is all draft picks. Any, any any noise, any information come out, you know what I mean? People, oh, this he rises up, he drops down here. You hear people all the time, and I'll hear people on the on the red carpet when I'm interviewing, just like when I saw you on the red carpet here in Las Vegas. All right, before before he go a little bit further into details, I appreciate you guys. Uh, let me know if the audio is straight. I know my audio is a little lower because of the uh, soundboard or what have you. So the switch is always higher when the recordings come in. Uh, I, I do hear people saying that um, it's Anthony Brown versus Kelvin Joseph or AKA boss man. Uh, my, my thing is boss man or Kelvin Joseph or, you know, the other the thing that he had on his chest, what have you, uh, his upside is higher, right? And if he's able to play, right, is eligible to play, this season that he's a four, three guy as well, just like 
Anthony Brown. I think that he's a little longer, and I think that with Kelvin Joseph, he's a little bit more aggressive. And, yes, somebody was right. He did drop two interceptions last season, Kelvin Joseph. Uh, But if you look at um, Anthony Brown, although he caught three interceptions, I believe he dropped two interceptions as well. So he could have had five. But um, it is what it is. Shout out to you, Todd Cook. So my thing is going into this season, the 2022 season, you got – now, I don't think that D-Ron Bland is going to start or what have you, but let's not sleep on Nashawn Wright. <laughs> His mom said that he got a little bit bigger, and he's a 4-4 guy. So, uh, and he's long, and he'll fit right in in a cover three system, and he can play that boundary technique crazy good. And let, let's not forget, let's not forget, and I'm not saying, and I'm definitely not saying this, but Richard Sherman, he was, what, a fifth-round draft pick, right? So let these coaching staff get their hands on these guys. Uh, we're trading Jordan Lewis. If if so, if so, then I think that the Cowboys would trade Jordan Lewis for a linebacker. But 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 we'll find out down the line. I think Jordan Lewis is is okay for what he's doing with the Cowboys right here with that contract reasonable for him to play that nickel corner for the Cowboys. You say, well, well, where did you really want to go? Or did you have a place you wanted to go? When you're interviewing them there, they got to be to say the right thing. And, oh, no, Mm -hmm. because they don't know what team's going to get them. Like you said, you don't know. And you don't want to kick nobody away. So you said, uh, you know, wherever somebody wants me. But all the moment. Do you believe all these guys and those guys right now, they already have a team that they really want to play for? Yeah. Mine was Dallas. I said Dallas or New York. Easy. What? New I York? I wanted to be in Dallas. Were you saying York. that in the interview process, though, when teams were interviewing you, or you just said that to yourself? I said it to, like, all my family and friends. Okay. I give them a pass. <laughs> they like, I knew, like, I knew where I wanted to be, for sure. No doubt about it. It was Dallas or New York? Yeah. Like, you know, I said, I, that's, I, that's, that's what I said, too, when I was coming out, man. But I was saying, because I'm thinking about, I, I got bigger things than just playing football. We're going to do it all. I want to be in the right. right situation for that. What made you say Dallas in New York? All uh, right, so obviously, you know, my man 2-6 is over in New York. And, you know, obviously, two, I believe, you know, if you got that guy on offense and you got that guy on defense, you know, something special can happen. 2-6. And, you know, um, I know – what type of some of the players over there could bring some oh, things Penn. out of me, you know, that competitive nature, that competitive nature in the building. When you got that in the building, it's, it just creates a, such a better environment. And then Dallas, that's like my team. Like growing up, I always wanted to be on the Cowboys. I wanted to wear that star. I wanted to be in Dallas. I always dreamed of having a Texas house because, you know, I'm from the Jets, man. So <laughs> I always saw pictures of this place, El Paso, Texas. This place, like, Something Texas, and it was these beautiful homes. And I was like, man, I want to be in Texas one day, man. Like, there was no doubt about it. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he threw me off. I forgot who was 2-6. I was thinking, man, appreciate y'all. Saquon Barkley. I feel him because they played together, right? Did they play together while he was at Penn? Y'all let me know. Educate me. Uh, I'm, I'm still willing to learn. So... I mean, 
to want to get drafted by the Giants, and and they were eligible to draft him, right? So, ah, it is what it is. It is absolutely is what it is. But I'm glad that Parsons ultimately is now wearing the real blue, right? Not that fake blue. We got the real blue over here. And we got silver that goes with it. But shout out to the Giants. One thing I must say to the Giants community, I've noticed as they elevated, they talked less. Out of our NFC East division, the people that talk the most trash are flat out the Philadelphia Eagles and now all of a sudden it's the Washington Commanders. Now they got humbled just a little bit. And all of them always come back to us, even though the Giants tend to speak less. But they all have this thing to say, beat Dallas. That's never the Cowboys reaching out to the Washington team, talking about beat Washington. We want Washington. There's never been a situation nor a scenario where the Cowboys said, we want Giants, beat the Giants. It never been our fan base with a situation and scenario of saying, hey, man, we want Eagles. We want Eagles. Come on. Come on, Eagles. There's never been that. We don't call out nobody. We be minding our own business. I post a clip, then there be 40 or 50 Eagles fans dropping their Eagles droplets, right? Talking about they want Dallas. Beat Dallas. When you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. And then when they get hit, <laughs> they fly off. They fly off. And they're going to bring up 2017. In this particular voice. At least we won a Super Bowl this decade. Law, you've been rooting for your team for 26 years, and you have not been blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, congratulations. You got your starter home, right? You've been living there for five years now. And you got your one bedroom. Well, no, no, they got two bedrooms, right? And one car garage. Shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles. But every now and then, they continue to jump over to my feet. We got to be top of the NFC East. No one ever repeat. And the last team to repeat was us. Yay. We got a Super Bowl ring in 2017. Your team is trash, law. <laughs> I'm like, come on. <laughs> we minding our own business. All we did last year, you would think, if we pull the brooms out and we sweep left and we sweep right, that you would just hush. Let this thing play out. Yes, it's cool and all. You got your A.J. Brown. You got your Nicobe D. You got your big Jordan Davis that's mixed in with Flexer Cox and all of those boys, right? You got every weapon possible. There should be zero excuses. 
but they like to just come knock it on the door. We want Dallas, beat Dallas. They want some glory hole, you know. They like Jerry. Uh, I want me some glory hole. <laughs> when you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. You take this boy, hey, man, you hit it with the hoo-hoo, with the boom. And for those of you, those of you who do not know, 2-6 is Saquon Barkley. That's who you are talking about, man. And let, yeah. let me digress with that. Have you had a chance to talk to him, man? How's he doing? Uh, where is he at coming back again yeah, from yeah. you know from the year you had and the injuries and stuff? Oh, he's doing great, man. Head high. Um, he's back at uh, he's at OTAs right now, killing it. Um, you know, there was a lot of things he told me. He was changing to his diet, uh, mm. what he was going to do so he could have the year he had like his rookie year and avoid the injuries and being a, a great football player. We all know he can be vegan. Barkley, you, baby, you have something extra when you play two six and those guys over. <laughs> against the Giants just because you, you you know what I mean? You never know in this business. You never know in this business. That was one of the teams that you had in mind. Do you have something extra when you play the Giants? I, I always do. I, I It's not like I have an agenda every time I play them, but I never forget they, the whole process is like, man, you fall to the 11th pick, man, we're going to take you, we're going to take you. I'm going to add that one. And they traded back on me, and I was just in that draft room like, okay, like, yeah, like <laughs> – so I'm glad I'm in a division. We swept them this year, you know, and I plan on keep sweeping them up. It's mm. all right, Michael. Michael, you go, man. I remember seeing you there, man, when you walked up on that red carpet. I remember you looked at me and you like, I'm going to get me some of you. I'm gonna get me some of that. I'm gonna get what you got. That's exactly what you told me. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get me. I'm gonna get me what you got. What did you mean by that? Man, when I look at you and your career and uh, the success you had in Dallas, um, you know, and I knew who you was instantly. Right. And I was like, man, that's Mike Irvin, man. Like, I know the, the playmaker. juice you had to the game, your swag, you like, you know. And I always say, a dog can always see another dog. Woo! And when I was looking at you, man, I was like, man, that's Big Mike. Like, <laughs> That joker said a dog can always notice or see another dog. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that talk right there, man. That is that's the type of talk you need when you're talking to the playmaker. It's crazy, like my eyes was lit up, man. Cause you know, um, like I said, man, I like before this process when I got drafted and got guys, I never experienced nothing before. You know, I never went to no concerts, I never got really got to see people, you know, things like that. So um when I got to see an all-time great, and I know what you accomplished, Hall of Famer guys, like, man, I'm, I, you know, I always want to be like them guys, you know? And the process they went through, that's why I always got to fall in love with the process. Mike, you're everywhere now, man. To go from, like you say, you hadn't gone anywhere. Now mm-hmm. you're going everywhere. Not just going everywhere. Everywhere you go, yeah. they know who you are. I mean, they, you know what I mean? It's Cowboy fan base big, boy, and you hit the scene like a mother, Mike. Mike yeah. Michael, Michael, tell me this, man. You had, I, I can't even say, you know, you had such a great year. And, you mm-hmm. know, you won everything from a defensive rookie standpoint. You know, the all-rookie team, Buckles Award, won a Pro Bowl. you even know all the awards that you won as a rookie? I mean, I try to keep up. They sent me a little list of what I won. Yeah, <laughs> they sent you a list of everything you won. Who sent you this list? Mm. I had the Cowboys send it to me because I tried to make a plaque for my draft jersey. 
Get those likes up, Cowboy Nation. Get those likes up. Appreciate everybody, man. Let's 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 defeat this other monster that we fighting up against the algorithm. Let's get those likes up. Oh, that's right. See, now you're in the, you're in the, um, in the memorabilia business. So all of this is going to be on your jersey. All for our all rookie team, Buckers Award winner, Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. first team all pro, pro football writer, rookie of the year, uh, Madden rookie of the year, defensive player rookie. All of that goes on. And then you sign it, that stuff be big money. I, I, I'm still making millions of dollars, dude. I feel bad. I, I just, I <laughs> Don't feel bad, play back. 30 years, and, and I'm still <laughs> making that kind of money signing. But you're right. You need to know all of that stuff uh, 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 as you are signing it, man. But take me through the season, Mike. What would you say was the thing that most surprised you first? Just the good stuff right here. Um, I would say I gave a lot of people too much credit, you know. Um, In what way? Yeah. You know. Uh, and and just did not believing in my talents and believing in other people's talents more than me, right. you know, because you are obviously you're coming in, you don't, you don't got a whole lot of confidence. Everybody always tells you how hard the NFL is, what type of adjustments you got to make, and all these things like they almost try to scare you off the league, you know. And um, so I just had all these lack of doubts, and you know, so once I got into these games and I'm like doing my thing, I'm like, man, I deserve to be here too. Like these guys ain't got nothing, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You know, man, he just spitting the truth, truth, man. So many people, they talk so much stuff. You can't do this because of that, and you won't be able to do this because of that situation there. There would not be a repeat because of the previous administration. Everybody that's on this team have nothing to do with the previous administration. They are now under a new guidance, right? So when they say, well, hey, the NFC East have not had back-to-back, back-to-back championships or what have you within the division or back-to-back this and that, they only going off of the past. And it's kind of similar to even the enemy. Have you ever noticed that? He can't see down the line what's in store for you. He only attacks you from your past, from your history, from historically speaking. But the moment you get out of that clouded mind, right, and open up your mind, even if it's the third eyes of things, right, and you get that clouded judgment out, right, and you start looking at it like, hey, I deserve to be here on this moment, on this stage. I prepared myself. I'm ready. Nobody going to tell me what we can and can't do. It's going to be this right here. I'm going at it at, at, at all of my might. I'm Parsons. I don't need to know all of the techniques. I just need to get to the quarterback. I'm Parsons. When they're flipping her hips and covering the hook route, I can catch that interception. That ball is the same. Well, it's a different size, but I've been playing football all of my life. So I hope that in the meetings with these rookies, that Parsons tell all of those rookies, man, this stage is the same stage. Don't listen to the naysayers. Matter of fact, what you did in college level, you can do it even here, but better. So D Williams, you had 12.5 sacks in college. You facing the same people, but now you got better players around you. I think that was always, that thing was surprised me, you know? Um, and then, you know, I would th- I would say another thing surprised me is you know the politics that come with the game you know yeah I I you know 
people will say, you know, it's about the money, about the money. But, you know, people like me, that's that's my escape, man. When I get somebody that uh, that game for 60 minutes, you can just beat up on them and you can win and not get arrested, not get nothing right. for it. You just yeah, right. you yank them up and you get them 60 minutes of free time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hit, 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 and then you know at the game you dap them up and be like, man, that's a good match. You know that that's that's the stuff I like, man. So, um, yeah, and like just winning, you know, just winning is just it's nothing, just like winning, man. And I and people don't understand that just this art of winning could give you just so much happiness. Mm. Everybody don't, Michael. Michael, you hit it. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, dude. Listen, well, I'm telling you. That, 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 that's nail on the head right there. Yeah. I mean, perfect right there, too. That's exactly what I, I would say. And, and, and listen, it, it, it ain't you down you. It's what greatness is. You know what I mean? You just you just push it way up there so you have yourself way up there when you get ready to meet it. You see what I'm saying? You're like, mm. boy, it's the NFL, boy. Them bad dudes in the world. Okay, I better make sure I'm ready. That ain't you down yourself. That's you pushing yourself, you know, because that's how I said it. Like, mm. I'm going to and then that was my biggest disappointment, man. Finally, these dudes are talking about money, man. I'm like, dude, we win. The money will find us. Let's just win right. this game. You know what I mean? But 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 you got to make sure. I'm gonna tell you, you got to make sure. As a leader, ultimately, ultimately, you got a team of dudes that's about winning and right. not the money. Because like Jimmy used to tell us, man, if everybody wants what they want and they go for that, we may never get it. But if everybody goes at winning. Everybody get everything else they want. You know? Ooh, did y'all get that one? Let me know that y'all understand what, what the playmaker just said about what Jimmy said. Let me rewind it just a little bit, man. Yeah, <laughs> This podcast is almost over with, so let me rewind it. And it's crazy. You notice he's referencing Jimmy. He's referencing Jimmy. Let that sink in. And not everybody can have a wife that's a witch, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and not everybody can have a wife that's a billionaire, you know? So, and I'm saying a witch, that, that, that is what he pretty much said, you know, uh, Tom Brady about his wife. She's one of the good witches, you know? And and you guys can find your own audio. And if you believe in that, then you will see that what I'm talking about. But that is the way of what the playmaker just said. Don't worry about the money. The money will come. Now, I'm not in the position to tell these guys not to go get what they want. Right. That's not my role. But it is the role of the leaders that's that's there on the team. To say, hey, man, if we all pull this way, we will win that way. And listen to what he had to say again. That's how I said it. I'm finna say, and then that was my biggest disappointment, man. Finally, these dudes are talking about money, man. I'm like, dude, we win. The money will find us. Let's just win right. this game. You know what I mean? But 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 you got to make sure. I'm going to tell you, you got to make sure. As a leader, ultimately, ultimately, you got a team of dudes that's about winning and not the money. Because like Jimmy used to tell us, man, if everybody wants what they want and they go for that, we may never get it. But if everybody goes at winning, everybody get everything else they want. You know, whether it's the money, 
the women, the fame, whatever you want. Fame. All that other stuff don't follow women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the kicker. And and, and that's, that's exactly what you said. What was the best game you think you had last year? What was it? Um, the best game I think I had was – it was seems my best games we always lost. The Denver game <laughs> yeah. was good. You know, them nail biters when you just try to push yourself just a little bit more. Um he had a good Dang. game against Chiefs. Though. I got to think about my best game where we won. Hey, what was the best game Parson had last year? And, and shout out to you, Christian. You said Jimmy uh, so great that he did not win another Super Bowl without Jerry. I, I agree. You know, uh, sometimes you got to have your yang to your yang, right? And uh, and Jerry was that guy for Jimmy. It's just that the, the, the only problem, and Dave Wanstead said it on uh, Colin Cowherd's show. Go check it out. It was on The Volume. Shout out to The Volume. Uh, he, he actually had that interview with Dave Wanstead, and he said it was year five of them all being together, what have you. I think now it was two, three years. It was the year after. It was the year after they won their first Super Bowl that Jerry stopped doing all of the marketing stuff and he was trying to get some of that credit of the football stuff. And when Jerry changed his approach and being more hands-on, it muddied the water. People fail to realize Jimmy still had GM responsibilities plus coaching. But when Jerry, look, you can't have two kings in one castle. And when the house was divided, it worked better. When Jerry only dealt with the marketing arm of the Cowboys and selling stuff with the Cowboys, it was brilliant. But when he wanted a piece of that football fame, it was terrible for us, collectively speaking. Uh, the Vikings game uh, this is for Reggie. All right, which game? The Chargers game? I, I, I would pin it on the Chargers game. That was his coming out party, right? That Chargers game was was a come out party for him. Chief game, Parsons kept it in into the end. Yeah, I say the Chief game. So what was his best game that we won? Now, some people will call out the Forty Niners game and say, "Hey, man, Parsons didn't show up that much in that Forty Niners game." But that's a story of a different day. I, I'll do another episode on that one. Uh, Jimmy mistaked. Jimmy mistake, he was respected Dan Marino too much and kept him, he was washed at the bottom line sports. Yeah. I, put it like this. When Jimmy went to Miami, I think they won two playoff games. We are only one more playoff game than Jimmy, and he never had a losing season in Miami. Let that sink in. Um, never had a losing season while he was at Miami. That's crazy, right? Uh, our offense is sold. Uh, I feel you. The Falcons game. What was the stat line for the Falcons game? That first Eagles game, yeah. Yeah, let's listen. You know, um, probably that Vikings game, that was when that kind of hit me, that clip yeah. for me. Okay, when nice. that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my, but you said something, though, man. You, you think about you say the best game you play. That Vikings game, okay. Uh, you, game, you guys lost. Why did that happen? Uh oh. Why? Why? It, 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 see, there are a couple of things. Are, are you looking at, you know, 
yeah, did we, we lose some close games? Or you ride, you rode high on those big games. Get it and, out, play and everybody didn't ride up that high with you. When good enough, you see what I'm saying? I, yeah, like I would say, I would say it's a little bit of both. You know, um, I would say a little bit of first part. Uh, you know, just because the mindset that you know I bring to the game, right? You know, and but I was like, man, when them lights is on, mm. man, when them lights is on, you got to be, you know. Like when we was playing the Chiefs, man, I was like, man, yeah. I need my homes. I don't care about nothing else. Right, I need right, my homes. Right, right, right. <laughs> he got him too. Right. I want like <laughs> you open that thing up with Tom Brady though. You open yeah. that thing with Tom Brady, and then yeah. you got the Chiefs. I mean, you got both of those guys. In there. What was it like lining up against them? It, it's tough, man. Because like, I, like I, I feel like I faced some of the best quarterbacks in the league my first year, and uh-huh. I, and I'm grateful for it because. I know what it looks like to be elite, you know. I know what it feels like to face elite. So mm. uh, his preparation, how his scheme, and where he wanted to go with the ball, you know, that was elite placement, uh, IQ, knowing exactly who's going to be open and things like that. It's the type of stuff you want to play, though, you know. And you kind of got to outsmart him. You know, that was the first chess match. When I first came in the league, I was like, man, like, damn, that boy good, you know. <laughs> and, at least he can admit it, baby. Oh, my God. That's good stuff right there, man. Good stuff, man. Oh, my God. But, man, when I'm, I feel like when you when you play good and you lose, you ain't do enough, though. Yeah. Regardless of what you have done and people are like, man, he played fantastic. I wish everybody else – I didn't do enough because we ain't won. Even though I did play a game, I could have played an excellent game. I could have played a perfect game, but I probably didn't because, you know, there's no such thing. But – them, when them lights is on, man, your best players got to come. No best doubt about player. it. And, 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 and honestly, Michael, that didn't happen with Dallas played in the playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the first thing I say when I went on TV now. You took all that you wanted. You know, the last thing Emin and I did before we touched the football field since he was 22 and I was 88, we would always stand in the tunnel and tap on our chest and tap each other two and two to me. We called ourselves double trouble. Ooh. We say, hey, man, if we don't show up, we got no chance. You see what I mean? If mm-hmm. we don't show up, we can't expect the other guys to come in and win it. If we don't show up, we got no damn chance. So if I land up by air, we got to show up. Me and- man, this dude, man, this is so exciting for me, man. Y'all just don't know, man. I I, I feel like, just, I just feel like hitting something. He's He's teaching this kid valuable lessons, man. If the playmakers don't show up by land or by air, then we have no chance. Now, now those are two offensive guys, right? So Lamb and and maybe Zeke and Tony, they got to be in the huddle or something and say, yeah, we get what the quarterback is doing, but but, but we got to make some plays. If we two don't show up, then there's no chance. And I believe Parsons, he need him a bash, brother, man. It's somebody I can just I can just sense it. I want Diggs to be where he's at. Diggs be Diggs, be the DB. But I want another core guy, like an interior guy in Parsons to be be not like this, but like this. I want those boys to be just like that. It could be D. Williams. I don't know who it is, but I have a feeling. Got this feeling. That is, is somebody on this team 
It got to be somebody. Maybe it's J. Ron Curse. I don't know, but those boys got to establish that mindset. Appreciate you, Milton. Appreciate you so much, man. They do. Parsons and Williams, y'all banking it that that's that that's gonna be the other guy. I hope, man. I can only hope at this yeah, point. You know, and, and, and that's and, how, and that and wasn't the case. And that's kind of how me and Trayvon was this year. Okay. You know, they're okay. gonna start with us and they gotta end with us, you know. Um maybe, maybe them too. at the end of the day, if some if something's going wrong, they're gonna hey Mike, we need a turnover. Hey Trey, we need a turnover. Okay, but I can you see that guy, that. like you gotta do it. And, you know, you got to be that guy for the team, you know, um, regardless of people. Want- I want I want Diggs to have that guy maybe a safety. I want Parsons to have that guy to be another guy that can come down and, and feel. Somebody said uh, Damone Clark. Uh, I can I can see that down the line. Damone Clark, he's a leader, right? It could be Jabril Cox. It could be somebody. It need to be somebody that's doing all of the heavy tackling up to you because if they older than you younger you know you just got to kind of be that guy it's the energy that you bring but that's but, but before he go a little bit further you, you guys remember uh uh what's his name t sizzle t sizzle and ray ray something like that and and you and your boy pretty much Ed Reed, he was he was a he was a man amongst boys on his own island, right? That's what I'm looking for. Not saying that we got to be like those boys, right? Because Ed Reed wasn't with them when they won their first Super Bowl, by the way. Right? But I need some type of levels of that type of mentality on the defense. Let's go. A hell of a role for a young guy though, Michael. You know what I mean? That's a hell of a role, a hell of a responsibility to put on a young guy. And I, I, I certainly believe it's a responsibility you can have when I look around and see the kind of attitude the Cowboys yeah. need in, in that locker room, man. Need. You hear The Cowboys, let's, let's talk about some of the guys that you, you talk about on defense. You said that's why you like two cents. You know, you got, you had that. You had that hook with somebody on defense, somebody on offense that can run the thing. I know, I know you got you got Dak and all those guys on offense. And let's I want to talk a little bit about that. Like, like what you what, what kind of year do you expect out of Dak now that Dak does not have to worry about all right. the uh rehabbing from the leg? I heard him talking about the other day how now he's so much better because he gets to just train and not worry about rehabbing. How much of a difference you expect to see in Dak than you saw in your rookie year this year? Let me hear. Um, you know, I expect Dak to turn the league on fire. I know what he's capable of. Uh, I know what he can do. You know, Dak just got to do it, you know. Uh, I believe in Dak full heartedly. I know the type of work ethic he puts in, the work, uh, type of mindset he brings to the game. His He's lying harder. He's been through so much. And I'm excited to see the outcome change, you know. Um, you know, I know it's been frustrating with his injuries and things like that, but man, he overcame so much and I know he's going to keep mm-hmm. overcoming and he's going to take us to where we need to go. A lot of people talking right now about the players that the Cowboys lost this off season. Uh, Michael, they saying that the Cowboys aren't as good a team as they were last Let year. Let me hear this. Great what you going to say? Everybody's expecting great things from Dak. Dak's lost. A big part of that offense in Amari Cooper. I know you and Amari Cooper played a lot of chess together, man. What was 
What was your thoughts when you saw that he was going to, not going to be a part of the team any longer? Oh, man, I was, I was hurt, man. Uh, yeah. Coop was my guy. He was a guy I could talk to um, when uh, I needed guidance. I mean, and, uh, and not just on the field. And he took me in as a young rookie. Um, but, I mean, a guy off the field, we hung out multiple times off the field. Dang. Uh, we text about things that no. I needed to learn and grow on. He was teaching me the game of the game and how to play the game within the game, you know. And that comes with the politics and things like that. So losing a guy like Coop and who else was a great football player, great athlete, and you know, I I thought it was a tough loss to lose someone like Coop, man. Damn, ain't when I was I wasn't ready to hear that part of it. God dog. Now I'm gonna see what he gonna say on the back end of it, because I wasn't I wasn't ready for to hear that one, man. You know, I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Get your damn act together. You know, I could I wasn't I wasn't ready to hear that one. So hey, now now you gotta really rev that thing up, Parsons. You don't you no longer have your guy that you can talk off the field and give you advice. I see that's the that's the part. The the the, the intangibles, right? The the things you can't see, right? Since we want to talk about tangibles versus intangibles earlier. That's the part that I don't know. Oh my gosh! All right, so let's 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 see what he's going to say after this. I think he a true number one receiver, and he's a great person. You know, you never hear him in trouble, nothing like that. And to lose a great player like that uh, definitely struck. I think a lot of guys on the team. Oh, know? I wasn't. And I think a lot of, of us was shocked and was hoping it wasn't true. And uh, <sighs> you know, it's tough, but you know, uh, when good players go. Good players come in. Okay. You know? um, I'm pretty sure the people upstairs know exactly what they're doing. Um, They're they going to have a great draft strategy. We usually have great draft picks. Oh, this is before the draft. They're going to bring in the time we need to go win this championship at the end of the day, you know. And you got to control what you can control. I can't control us losing Coop, but I can control what I can do and help the defense. Good and recovery. Help, uh, you know, the rest of the guys win games. And we got to do what we can work with, you know. You can't always have. Um, nine all-stars on the team. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to do about three, and everybody else just got to step up. So uh, can't be mad about it. Can't be too hurt. You just got to do what you can work with, man, just like we did our whole lives, and go from there. Man, that's a, that's a big table, man, to put a lot of stuff on, and those big shoes over there. So, and, and I'm not finna break down the words what he said. Whereas, he said, he said <laughs> that Cooper is a true number one. I'm not finna dive into that. I'm not finna go into that. As that's a deep rabbit hole. We drop down that rabbit hole. I pop up on the other side of the world, right, or in a whole new galaxy, right? Since the world is flat, you know, so. It is what it is. Oh, my gosh. That's Pandora box, man, if we break down that. So let's listen to what, what else he had to say. You lose a guy like Cooper on offense and then a guy like Ray and Gregory on defense. You know, it, it, Talk it, to you, me you about, about making sure you have those kind of dogs on both sides of the football, and then you lose those kind of dogs on both sides of the football. How, how does that not hurt your team? Um, look, we overcame last year. We lost D-Law. Um, mm -hmm. 
Big you know, I was able to step up and people stepped up. And then D-Law came back. Then we lost Randy. Uh, we still had people step up. Man, uh, losing people only creates opportunities. And uh, when your opportunities call, you got to step up and accept the challenge, man. Can't back down from the challenge. You lose and you got gain. There's gonna be there's someone waiting for an opportunity, man. And you know, that's that's the best thing about the game and life. When you wake up, someone's always coming. And this draft class, I know there's somebody coming for me. Uh maybe they in the league and they ain't get the opportunity, but their opportunity gonna come with someone got traded or something like that. Huh. But every time you wake up, man, someone's always knocking on that door waiting for the opportunity, man. And uh it it just they just guys take that opportunity and step up now, man. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how, how this thing plays mm-hmm. out, and, and and the more opportunities that you say, like you say, you'll get, and more people that get uh, to step up and make some plays. And speaking of those opportunities, I ran into, I ran into your coach at the, at the fight. Well, you were at the fight too. We were all at the yeah, fight. Yeah, y'all was all at <laughs> the fight. Was, Come on, fight, man. Play, I gotta ask you about that in a minute here. But I ran into Dan Quinn at the fight, man. Had a yeah. great conversation with him. With him, never really chat chat with them like that so I enjoyed the conversation and everything and, and Michael they talk about it all the time they talk about the greatest growth for football players is between that first and second year you know because mm. like you said now you know now you don't have to think about okay well my talent match and and, and all of this stuff now you know what the league is about you did what you did not knowing what the league is about talk to me about the jump you expect and how you expect Dan Quinn to use you and help you make that jump this season? You know, um, you know, I, last year uh, Q told me he don't need me to be a rookie. He need me to be that guy, and I think he needs me to go up another level. You know, based on the talks we had, I don't want to give people too much insight, but I'm gonna do a little bit of everything, man. And I gotta be ready for how these teams are gonna come out and get me. They got a year of me on tape. Right. Um, so I got to go diagnose my tape and see how I can get better and see how they're going to attack me. And, uh, you know, I just got to believe in Q and trust him, man. He got me where I am, and uh, I got to keep going. Hey, I, 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 no, no, so you're saying you guys had conversations about you taking over more of a leadership role and him doing more things with you and being able to use you more. And and and, he, and you guys also have talked about how now you have to go restudy you to learn how they're going to be preparing for you and blocking you. Mm-hmm. That boy got a go. Um, yeah, you know, the tape going to tell it all. And I ain't going to say I ain't have no weaknesses. I have weaknesses that, you know, the coaches saw. And that's the thing about the offseason. You're able to go and find those weaknesses, which how you could diagnose, how you could play faster, how you could play better, and – Use that to your strength and get better, you know. And that's what I personally had to do. And I know those weaknesses, and uh, and that's what I've been studying on and how to get better at them. Michael, Michael, I know you all about you all around the city, man. This team is about to make a draft pick. I don't, I can't foresee this team drafting someone this year to make the impact that you made last year. I, I, I don't. Even, I, I just can't foresee that happening uh, again. What, what, what do you think this team? And who? What do you think this team? What? What area? Even though you may not know what player, but what area you think this team will be drafting in for what position? It's good because 
this episode just came out, but you know, this is before the draft, so it's giving me like a different mindset of listening to everything. And uh, <clears throat> that's good. That's good because now I can pre- re- pretty much fill the pieces in together. I would say we either will go receiver or we'll go, um, I think we'll go receiver or DB or O line. Well, we went O line. Receiver, DB. We went O line. Defense. And, and, and all those three positions, those other three positions that they talked a lot about the Cowboys. Uh, trying to improve or uh, have an opportunity to improve in this draft, which would you, how would you order them? Not, not because you got to take the best player available at that position that falls to you. Right. But give me how you, give how you order those positions in, in, in priority. <laughs> it, uh, offensive line first, DBY receiver for third, third. You see what I'm saying? Like what, what would be your order? I would say wide receiver first, uh, DB, then O-line. So you think they So now I'm in the mind of one of the best defensive players on our team, right? So he said go with wide receiver and we just we just playing around with it now because we already know the answers that the Cowboys went with. He didn't even mention like like let me just make sure that I'm okay with this, you know, let me see. This is all speculation, right? Speculative, right? Falls to you. Right. Well, give me how you how you order those positions in in, he in priority. Ordered. Offensive line first, DBY receiver for third, third. You see what I'm saying? Like, what what would be your order? I would say wide receiver first, uh, DB then O line. Wide receiver DB then O line. So that means that he have re- reservations with our DBs currently, right? We we <laughs> and then uh, wide receiver. I can get where he's coming at with that because we missing Amari Cooper. And then offensive lineman. It means that he was okay with his offensive line, far as what we were able to do last year. But let's listen to more what he have to say. So you think that you guys had a pretty good O line? That, that, that another year, no, you think you had a pretty right good O line to make a few adjustments here and there, and and, and, and can be better. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people are talking about. If I had the list, I'm gonna put it wide receiver. I'm gonna put an O line wide receiver in DB. I'm gonna just move my O line on the top. Yeah, because I would say that, but I think when you got Tyron and Zach, they help so many other linemen. Like, and then you see T still stepped up big this year, right? Uh, and we still got Tyler to be a D's at center. So, um, really, we missing a left guard, and I think. At 24, we could get a way better quality receiver and uh, DB than we could get O-lineman because they're going to get snatched up so early. Well, that's pretty good, actually. That, that's pretty good that you had something, but you had a thought process to it. And, 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 and I think the thought process plays out great. It worked out well, man. That's yeah, because <laughs> with, with T, whether we draft a young offensive guard, he'll be able to learn from Zach. And then with Tyron being so good, he can help him and wall off a lot of things if we slide their way in protection. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's a it's a it's ways when you got two Hall of Famers on the O line to really help out I can see his uh, rationale. The the weaknesses, you know. 
Michael, I'm telling you, man, just, just, just take your time. Keep playing linebacker, man. Leave, leave me on my job. I got this job. You ain't gonna... <laughs> hey, hey, the playmaker like, look, 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 man, just take your time playing linebacker, man. <laughs> Playmaker's looking at, I've, I can only imagine the playmaker's face right about now. But, but go ahead. Jump over here so fast. I know you look at everything. <laughs> Leave me on my job. Let me first of all, you're gonna make so much money in football. Oh my god, Mike. I, hey, I know you don't think about that money, but dude, keep putting these kind of years together, man. I'm talking about generational money, hundreds of millions of dollars in contracts, man. And when I come over your house and see your mom, man, I promise you, and I still around there trying to get everything cooked for it just makes me smile when I think about what's ahead for you if you continue this pace and this kind of plan man. Yeah. because I, I, I'm i just so happy for you. You know what I mean? I really am. Michael, what do you see this year, man? Tell me what that felt like walking off the field against San Francisco oh, 49ers man. after losing your first playoff game. And then let me know how you see this year playing out, man. What did that feel like losing that playoff game, walking off that field on your home turf? I got him. <laughs> That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Let me know if that felt like that to you guys. That's what it felt like to me. Come on, man. We was doing good with the interview. Then you mentioned those crazy 49ers, man. Come on now. Man, I was hurt, man. I was I was devastated, you know. It's definitely not how I seen the season going, you know. But I... I left that field thinking I did everything in my body could do to help us win that game, mm. you know? Like, I think that was one of the hardest games I've ever played, Come, talking about physicality, uh, word again. conditioning. I mean, it was a long game. Like, I think my body was still banged up two weeks after that game. Wow. And uh, it was – it was tough, man. Like, man, that's devastating right there. Them Niners put a whooping on us. Two weeks later, my body's still feeling bad. I'm looking for revenge, man. You know, I'm looking for revenge now. Like, it's such a hard feeling. And then you have sympathy and you got to take into account that the team won't ever be the same like that again. You know, there was we all knew this was the, this was the year. Like our team wouldn't be the same. Everybody knew there was people going to leave. We just didn't know who. So that was that was huge for us. You know, so I was like, man, I'm losing. I'm gonna lose some close brothers. You know, because this is just how the league is, man. Yep. And yep. it was tough, but you know, this year it has to go better and it has to do better. You know, there's there's no doubt about it. We can't go out in that first round like that. You're right. Maybe a pause. Even though with the talent you lost, you're saying there's no way the Dallas Cowboys, because you know that's going to be the talk. You know, that's all the talk going to be all year. What happened to the Cowboys? What happened when they get in the playoffs? There's no way you can lose that first round. No way. No way. That's all they will 
be talking about. And if you can get out of that first round and maybe that second, maybe you can get another key to the city in Dallas like you've got in Harrisburg. Now talk to me about this, Mike. This is your second time getting the key to the city of Harrisburg? Yeah. And, and I saw somewhere where somebody said, where did, where did you put that you lost the first one and you tweeted back at him and got him? Talk, tell me this whole thing. Give me this story. Man, that was a good that was a good uh interview by the playmaker and Parsons, man. Shout out to that uh whole interview panel. Uh and, and shout out to the series of questionings there. I think the playmaker let him make it, you know, uh about the draft situation. And that was real talk. I believe everybody that's watching right now, if we get a Super Bowl and Parsons was making all of those plays. You would give him the keys to your car, house, grandma house, any house. You would give him. Let me know. <laughs> they were like, look, man, you forever will have a key, not just to Dallas, but to all of the surrounding areas, right? Shoot. But uh, Cowboy Nation, I've been I've been longer than what I supposed to be, and I really appreciate you guys. So uh, maybe later on tonight. Oh, no, no, no. It's the final word tonight, right? And there will be a string of videos throughout the day that I may come up with. But I got to bounce, though. I got to get some more work done on my end. But I really appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to smash that like button. Uh, I already posted a link to this podcast in the uh, in the chat. So, so be sure to check out uh, the link. And if you're on my Facebook, just scroll up and you will see the link archived in the chat so that you guys can listen to the full interview, right, of the playmaker. And he have a good list of guys that joined his podcast. I didn't even know that he had a podcast out there, and he'd been running his podcast, and it's been pretty good. It's real talk. It's none of that P- BS stuff. So, uh, you know, I don't like the playmaker at all. I love him, you know, so – uh, he's one of the guys that that inspired me to to even talk to you guys on radio, so or via the air or via the YouTube's or what have you. So shout out to D Playmaker and shout out to my guy uh, Shango too. He was on Kendrick Lamar's album, and uh, we doing big things in the Cowboys community. And uh, shout out to him, man, uh, for 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 uh, being there. And that's the album that he's on. Uh, uh, that's the song that he's on too. So be sure to check him out, uh, my guy Shango. And um, <clears throat> let me see some blue hearts in the chat. I appreciate you, Todd Cook. Appreciate you. Thank everybody who watched this via the uh, lunch break or what have you. And I hope you guys have a good day and a better tomorrow. Let's continue to grind and shine. Regardless of what happened last year, you got to take that. And move it out the way. Put it on the shelf. Two weeks coming off of the 49ers game and you still recovering? Well, that's the mindset that I want within the confines of this particular team. Leave them battered and bruised, right? With disgust. The physicality. Bring that to the table. That's what we need. It missed the nasty kind. Right? So let me see those blue hearts and fire Cowboy Nation with desire. And when you're up against your struggles, meet it squarely. 
face to face. Lift your chin, set your shoulders, plant your feet, and take a brace. Cowboy Nation, understand this. When it's vain to try to dodge it, do the best that you can do. You may fall. You may conquer. See it through. Black may be the clouds about you, and your future may seem grim. Write this down. Don't let your nerve desert you. Keep yourself in fighting trip. If worse is bound to happen, in spite of all that you do, Cowboy Nation, just like in the playoffs, running from it will not save you. It will not. But hitting that like button and sharing and subscribing will probably, right? <laughs> Whoa. That will probably save you over here on the nation. But remember, you're facing what other legends have met. The playmaker, Roger Starback, Troy Aikman, Emmett, those boys, by land or by air. That's what Michael Irvin said in that previous interview. And regardless of where they rank you, top 25 at the end or in the middle, or at the number one spot, it don't mean nothing. Unless you are able to lift up that Lombardi Trophy, Cowboy Nation. That's how you gotta see this thing through. Huh? Cowboy Nation, don't you understand what I'm spitting at you? <laughs> Pull out that umbrella, baby. I'm spitting fire over here. It's been my time. Remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Oh, you think darkness is your ally. And also, when you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. Yeah, you do. You got to deal with that mud, baby. Let's go. One love. Yeah. I just wanna run it up, baby. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to JT. Shout out to the support. I've been really in the field. I just wanna run it up. Come on. Don't need no deals. I make the deal. Have to take it to a meal. Lately, I just wanna run it up. Yeah. Time to check a song. Lately, I just wanna run it up. Need them ones, I need them fives. Need them tens, I need that change. To the safe, got blues inside. Come on. Greens and pinks, it's all the same. I still sit and roll Watch my chains. Take some losses when I play. Charge it to the game. I'm with her, yeah, I'm with you. You're watching at this point, and you have not slapped that like button nor subscribe to this channel. Are you still watching? Yeah. You liar! Mm -hmm. Come on. Time to check a song. Lately, I 
Can't wait to see y'all later on tonight. Lately, I just want to Come on. <laughs> Greg Berry, what's good with you, man? One love, baby. We about peace. Shout out to the playmaker.
Appreciate y'all for getting me over the hump. And nothing's working, but there's something inside of me that says you have to hold that because you don't know.